Welcome back into the podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Holiday. With me, as always, is Mr. Timothy Beckman. What's up? How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Um, we finally got around to going to see Spider-Man. Yep. And after we spent a whole podcast talking about it with Spider-Man, <laughs> we're going to talk yeah, about gonna, it again. We're going to talk about Spider-Man. We're going to talk about some of the Marvel announcements. And we're going to I'm going to rant a little bit on The Lion King, which you're totally welcome to 2019 do. 2019 edition. But uh, let's start off with uh, Marvel's announcements. So, so far, and we were we were talking about it um, a little bit earlier. My, I mean, the three things that I'm most excited about from those from that announcement is number one, Blade, because we knew it was going to happen. I didn't know if I it was going to be seen the guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Look here, let me show you the guy. Um, so we knew it was going to happen. We knew uh, very little besides that the fact that they bought back the uh, the rights to Blade, so it was either going to be a TV show or a movie. I'm right. glad it's a movie. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I can't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Let me try to pronounce his name. His name is Mahershala Ali, but this is the guy. That's him. Oh yeah, the guy yeah. guy who played Cottonmouth, right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm cool with that. So I guess they're basically saying that those don't exist in the MCU, which leads me to believe that Daredevil, uh, that Charlie Cox's Daredevil, is never going to show up in any Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and, and I mean that, that's fine. Um, tonally, it wouldn't make much sense anyway. Right, and, and honestly, I mean nothing against Charlie Cox. I think he did an amazing job as um, Matt Murdock, but. Honestly, for the big screen, I think they can do a little bit bigger. Like they can get somebody a bigger name, like Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, <laughs> they got Ben Affleck somehow to come back. Like people were excited. Uh, at least the general consensus, uh, consensus was people were excited for the new Thor movie that they're bringing back Jane Foster, the character. But even more excited that they were somehow able to talk Natalie Portman back into a contract. I, I don't even understand how that happened. Right. Like, so imagine if they did that. And then they said, by the way, we're making another Daredevil movie, and Ben Affleck's our star. What is the consensus there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to be rough. I he's, mean, He's grown. <laughs> yeah, he has. I mean, I'm leery of Natalie Portman coming back because, A, I didn't really like Jane Foster. but that They, they didn't give be, her anything to do. That could be for the fact that I didn't don't really enjoy Thor 1 or 2. Right, because they're that, boring, bullshit movies. Right. Thor, Thor did its purpose, just like the first Captain America for me. I know you like it a lot more than me, but... Uh, it it served its purpose. It introduced the character. It was an okay movie. Uh, nothing nothing special about that movie. In right. fact, the most exciting part was the very first fight scene with the uh, Frost Giants, and then it kind of went downhill from there. But the second movie completely unnecessary. Uh, I, what did it, it introduced the ether? Cool. You could have done which it, which got to our Infinity Stones. But I mean, like, <clears throat> yeah. So it's a long that, walk for a short drink of water. That's yeah, and that's fine. But. I'm just wondering if we're going to have another issue, quote unquote issue, like we are with Captain Marvel. You know, all this backlash with with female activism kind of stuff with uh, Brie Larson. And apparently nobody on set likes Brie. I'm like, I I hope that doesn't happen with Natalie Portman because I, I still adore Natalie Portman. Well, have you seen the interview? Which, which one? The one with Brie and uh, Chris Hemsworth and... Uh Yes, Don. Yeah, yeah, with Don Cheadle, and yeah. like he was like, "Don't touch me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah. super awkward. I like, was like you could really tell that they just it was like palpable. Yeah, but to be fair, she doesn't put herself in the greatest light. 
I mean, the whole no, entire when she said like, she did her own stunts. stunts yeah, yeah, that bullshit. I mean, I, it would set me off if I was Chris Hensworth because, like, I would honestly believe that Chris does more well, than you know, she does. You know that uh, that meme where it's like, "Am I a joke to you?" I wish yeah. it, her stunt double would have been like, "Am I a joke, <laughs> a joke to you?" To you? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you're right. She doesn't. She doesn't put herself in the in the best of light, and I don't know. I mean, they didn't announce any Captain Marvel stuff, but um, again, her movie came out this year. Right. It feels like it's been a while, but uh, her movie came out this year, and they they haven't announced any future projects with her, whatever. But with Natalie Portman... Um, oh, her Wired interview was pretty bad, too. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Is, was it about the Avengers? No, it was like... It, they, they do them often, but it's like they get a celebrity, and they'll have them like answer the internet's most Googled questions or something like that. And she was like offended by the questions. Like she would give like terrible answers. Mm. Like as if, like if it was obviously a joke, she would take it fucking seriously. And when it was a serious thing, she would joke about it at the wrong time. And see, and that's disappointing because, uh, I mean, I started liking Brie Larson with 21 Jump Street. Right. Along with everybody else. And uh, I mean, I loved her in Trainwreck. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really liked her there. She has a, uh, it's called Room, I think, mm-hmm. where uh, she's being held uh, captive in this dude's like shed in his backyard with her son that is his son, and it's it's just a messed up movie, but she was really good in it. So I really like Brie Larson. I still have yet to see or don't have any plans to see Captain Marvel just because of all the hate on it. I don't want to – I still don't have her in that negative light. I mm-hmm. try to stay away from the negative stuff, focus on the positive, so that way whenever I do see her in a movie, like an Endgame – she works. You right. know what I mean, cause a lot of people complain. They're like, Oh, she didn't do anything in the fight. I'm like, except for take out Thanos's fucking ship and get the gauntlet across the, the battlefield. But yeah, okay. She didn't do right anything. Um, but anyway, back to Natalie Portman, I, I'm worried that similar things might crop up. I hope not, you know, I hope for the best, but I mean, we did get female Thor confirmed. Yes. Female like, Thor is confirmed. She came out on stage and held Mjolnir. So yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? That works. Yeah, and we're going to see how it plays out. I mean, I don't think, honestly, she's the best pick for the role, but for her to come back... I already had her as Jane right, Foster. It, it just means so much that she came back for it. Well, I think... Like, I, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Tiki Watiti or Tiger Watiti, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Uh, the director of Thor 3, I think he could get the best out of her. Cause, uh, well, he got the best out of Chris Hemsworth. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And Chris Hemsworth, before then, was... He was Thor, but you know I didn't care about him. You know mm-hmm. he was cool, but there was nothing special about him. And then Thor three, I was like, okay, this is one of the better MCU characters. Yeah, and then he carried that through into Infinity War and Endgame. Yep. And, and right Even now, in my opinion, <laughs> right now, in my opinion, he's probably the best superhero on the best grounds of any of the superheroes right now. Uh, he's the only one to have killed Thanos the way he did. Like, yeah. I mean, just absolutely savagery, cutting his head off. And, you know, he almost killed Thanos in Infinity War. I mean, he, uh, with Stormbreaker, dude is just a straight savage. I don't know right. why they didn't make him that earlier. How is Mjolnir the king's weapon? <laughs> and then they, they announced, or um, Peter Dinklage's character says, um, this is a weapon for the kings, you know, and he gives him Stormbreaker. He's like, does it have a name? Stormbreaker. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. No, it's, it, and even in the comics, I mean, he starts out with Mjolnir and then he gets Stormbreaker and like he well, becomes a, I mean, he becomes a god. Well, for me, so we have Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, Which sounds amazing. Yeah, I know. I just love, like, people are like, is this, is this a working title? And I was like, that's a great title. No, I think they're going to go. It's his R&B single, I think, I, Love and Thunder. I think they're going to go more 
they're going to lean into that comic book. You know what I mean? They're not going to, they're not going to play it safe anymore. And I'm really excited, but I'm also a little scared because they're doing the TV shows and are they even TV shows? They're not on TV. They're streaming service shows. Yeah. They're doing that. And they're it, doing episodic seasons. Right. And <laughs> they're part of the MCU. So it's like, is it going to work? You know, I hope so. Uh, I mean, technically, I hope not. You know what I mean? But also, I want those stories to, to be able well, to live on. I think it depends on which one comes out first, honestly. Well, because I think it's, I think uh, th- this Black is, Widow's coming out first as a movie. Right. And then I think WandaVision is the next one for the TV show. And that sounds amazing. Yeah. So um, I'm cool with it. But uh, one thing we didn't get to talk about was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I didn't tell you about the, the subtitle, so we could talk about it now. Um, they announced who is going to be the Mandarin, the real Mandarin. Oh, did they? Yeah. And <laughs> Is it Ben Kingsley? It's not <laughs> Ben Kingsley. No. Let me see. Uh, I'll show you his, his face. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. They're going to have... Uh, uh, Tony Chuai Luang can't pronounce that very well. Luang, that is the Mandarin. I know you can't picture it. Picture him with a beard, <laughs> like. But he. What have I seen him in before? Uh, I don't know anything from him. Uh, if you know these movies, you're you're good. But uh, in the mood, which is a Chinese movie, Internal Affairs, twenty forty six, and. What is this? Chungking Express. He looks like <laughs> he looks like the guy from uh, Big Trouble Little China. He could the, have been, I doubt. The Chinese dude that was hanging out with Kurt Russell the whole time? I don't think so, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I go back through his stuff, I mean, I'll go back through his stuff. But I was like, you know what? Because when I was telling you about all this stuff, I was like, I'm going to keep this one a secret. Because you didn't know about it. And I was like, oh, that's fun. So I'm just going to keep that on a secret. And I don't know how they're going to handle that, man, because is he the one that threatened Ben Kingsley and uh, all hail the king? Or are they just disregarding that that one shot? Maybe. I mean, sometimes, I mean, there are one shots that they don't necessarily. He was in hard boiled as Alan. <laughs> like, because they did a one shot. Uh, let me see here. Because there's only been like, what, four or five one shots? Yeah. Yeah, it does not look like he was in. Big Trouble, Little China, a lot of, a lot of foreign films, <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm excited for it, man. He was in Game of Death. He was David. He was David. Yeah, I don't know if that means anything to you. I'm sure you've probably seen Game of Death once, like everybody else, <laughs> unless you're a huge Bruce Lee fan. <laughs> but, no. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I'm excited for all the stuff. Uh, Loki, I'm not, I just don't care about Loki. I, I think that's more of a female thing. Like they're carrying, and he's Tom playing Hiddleston. Mandarin. He's not playing, uh, uh, uh Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. No. Um, I will show you that guy. Cause I figured he, he looks like Shang-Chi. No, Shang-Chi is Simu Lu. He was in Taken Blood. Uh, yeah, that's not a lot of things. He's playing Shang-Chi. They should reverse roles. Really? <laughs> they should in, They should reverse roles. He could be a Mandarin. I believe in it. I believe in it. Okay. Well, either way, they they that's maybe maybe they will. Before the movie, they go, you know what? We got 20 weeks in the hey, Let's uh, just try this. Uh, yo, Mandarin, can you take uh, Shang-Chi's lines and Shang-Chi take Mandarin's lines? Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Glue a beard to his face. Um, 
see, and I don't know any of the lore of Shang-Chi, so I'm excited to see a new character, um, apparently one that's a uber badass. Yeah, he, he's so... He's super similar to Iron Fist. Um, essentially, he's just the greatest martial artist to ever live. That's what Shang-Chi is. So it's Bruce Lee. Yeah, essentially. He, <laughs> he is Bruce Lee. Awesome. And, uh, you know, Mandarin being a, a villain for him, it makes sense because he can't be Iron Man's villain now. Right. Because, uh, there is no Iron Man. Right, there is no Iron Man. I mean, there we is... got Rescue. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could be Rescue's villain. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think she's going to get her own solo. And, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't feel good about Spider-Man picking up that villain, even though, like, it, it could be great, but Spider-Man has such great villains right now, and the story that they're working on, I it's, feel is... Yeah, it's, I think the third one could top, you know what I mean? Like, uh, for the most part, it seems like the consensus is um, Homecoming was good, uh, far from home was better, and then three is going to be the best what? for the, the, the yeah. general consensus. So, I'm excited to see where they go from here. I really hope they bring Craven the Hunter. Um, the director apparently has come out and said that his two villains that he would love to work with are Venom and Craven. Unfortunately, Sony brought out that bullshit Venom movie, so it's like which actually people did like. I you've seen it right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's bad. the The best parts about it were Tom. Uh, well, yeah, uh, uh, Tom Hardy being like weird whenever he gets infected or whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want to call it, uh, and Venom. Like the voice of Venom was like it was comedic relief for some reason, but it worked. Mm. He was he was almost like toothless, like from How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, like, like it was it was nice, but I liked. I I thought his look looked really good, but the rest of the movie was shit. Yeah. Um, I forget what the hell his bad guy's name was, Rage or whatever. But one, yeah, one another, something. some some other symbiote, and it was bad. It was shot at night between a gray character and a black character, and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, there was one cool shot in that that whole scene. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't care for it. Um, they at least got the news reporter thing right, but I don't know how you'd tie those two together. So does. Why did he move away from New York? He could have been doing Spider-Man coverage all the time. He went to San Francisco or whatever. Well, I think because that Venom movie is not tied into the MCU, I feel like because Sony still owes Spider-Man's not MCU, bro. I know, technically. Yeah, technically, right now, his three movies will be MCU. Tom Holland has signed on for, I think, five movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all his other movies are going to be Sony or Sony is going to re up their contract with Marvel. Cause it's free fucking money. Right. They don't have to, I don't think they have to put any other team forward. They go, here's some Sony experience. Go, go have fun shooting, yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause that's, that's the only thing I really fucking hate about Sony. I'm like, listen, it's Marvel's movie. Now stop putting product placement in the goddamn movie. But they're not going to stop. Well, to be fair, the new experience are badass, but that, <laughs> This has been the first time in a long time, but they've been using them, the Sony Vios and the Sony right. Xperia's throughout the whole thing. Um, but uh, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, let's since we're talking about Spider Man, what did you think about Far From Home? Was it better than than Homecoming? Not in my opinion, no. Why uh, I I really enjoyed Homecoming a lot. We, and a lot of we it, both did. Michael a lot Keaton. of it has to do with Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton did an amazing job as the Vulture. And he, he are, are we are we having spoilers here? Uh, yeah, might as well. Spoiler alert, right here. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, that this is the end of the episode. And see you guys this later. But spoiler alert, we're getting into spoilers now. My my biggest problem. I mean, this is really isn't a spoiler because we all know the Mysterio is a villain. Okay, 
But the reveal of him being a villain and not being the good guy that he was being portrayed as mm-hmm. wasn't very big to me. In comparison to Homecoming with the reveal of Michael Keaton being that girl's father. Dude, when he... But no, not even the reveal, the awkward like demented car ride where oh, he's yeah. like asking him questions and then he keeps he's like let me have a talk with him you know what i mean and he's like i will kill you and everyone mm. you care about and like has a gun and i was like bro like you felt it right with mysterio he was such a light-hearted character and i get it it he was supposed to be a good guy mm-hmm. but he's such this light-hearted character <clears throat> that when he transitioned uh because i saw a lot of reviews beforehand and they said whenever he transitioned, you realize that he's a bad guy, that Jake Gyllenhaal flips his switch. I didn't feel it at all. He, he, he kind of lowered yeah, it a little yeah. bit, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But he, he wasn't unstable. I mean, he, he, in parts, he was like, I mean, he turned all those guns on his own team, like the right. whole thing like that. That was fine. But the jokes, like the chick was steaming his his uh, cape. So yeah. when he had to make a public appearance, he could have a like, real yeah, suit. I, I needed to be crinkle free. I might be shaking hands with the queen later. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, God, it was just I don't know. Like he wasn't as I felt like he tried to be a crazy version of Tony Stark. Like that's what he was trying to go for as Mysterio. That's I mean, that's fair. No, me wrong. Bad guy to bad guy, Mysterio is easily one of my favorite bad guys of all time. Yeah. But bad guy to bad guy in the movies, portrayed wise, um, Mysterio wasn't nearly as scary as, as um, oh my God, I was going to say Falcon. <laughs> Vulture. As Vulture. So uh, he wasn't nearly as scary. And the tone that was set, everything was shot during the day. Like when he's walking up and down the bridge, is very brightly lit. For some mm-hmm. reason, he had like a Buzz Lightyear space helmet on and he, he had the mocap suit on. Um, everything I appreciated about it, it did have the best MCU trippy scene to date. And I think that was an issue too. That was an issue? Only because it made the final fight seem less. That's fair. because of how amazing that sequence was. The final fight just couldn't live up to that. Yeah, the final fight should have been that sequence. Right. I, I agree. Uh, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a uh, Mysterio is a illusionist. So he tricks Spider-Man into thinking that he's seeing stuff that he's not and that other things that are happening that aren't actually happening. Um, and there's a scene where he just beats the ever living crap out of Spider-Man and lets Spider-Man beat himself up. Yeah. Like he thinks he's punching Mysterio accidentally uh, punches Punches a brick wall. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. And it's just one of the most beautifully shot things that I've ever seen um, in the MCU. Well, in a lot of movies, but in the MCU, the only thing that comes close is whenever, uh, and I think we agree on this, Dr. Strange getting launched through the 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 multiverse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is the only thing visually that was as stunning as this. No, and I completely agree. I think Mysterio, like the way he did, they did his power and everything. You know, they they advanced it. They they didn't stick directly to the comic, which I'm mirrors. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Some mirrors, I'm, right? I'm fine with. But you know, they put it on a new level. You know, he's not a stunt man anymore. He was a scientist that came up with this technology, and then Tony Stark took a shit on it, See, so it that, made that, him go a little that crazy. Felt forced, and I know it sounds dumb, but the it was it was a nice callback for the scientist that was there, the, mm-hmm. the, the guy that he has on his team. It was a nice callback because he actually was an Iron Man 1. So that was fine. They had him getting yelled at by Obadiah Stane. And then they show him like he was in the background of, uh, was it Civil War? Civil War. Yeah, of Civil War. And um, he was like, and he called my invention barf. And I'm like, 
Boo fucking who, dude. Yeah. You're you're getting paid. I, I guess he, I think he actually got fired, right? After yeah, that. he got fired for so, that. So yeah, so that <laughs> that that makes sense. But um it just I don't know. It it didn't work for me. And like that explanation scene is probably why. Cause he was like thanking everybody and like everybody had a role. And I'm like, I don't fucking care, dude. Just go be Mysterio and do Mysterio things. It I don't care about his team right. at all. Like show his team doing the work afterwards. You mm. know what I mean? Show him cheering and being happy that he basically stole those glasses well, from Spider-Man. And this is kind of where it falls back into homecoming because Vulture had a team as well. But we didn't really give a shit about them. Right. And they weren't made, made to well, be prominent characters. And one of them was Shocker. Right. Well, two of them, oh, technically. Two Both of them were the glove, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of them was Shocker, a prominent villain for Spider-Man. And we didn't give a shit about them. So why would we care about lesser people? Right. You know? Because, um, hell, in the first one, they had the Tinker. So they had the Tinker and Shocker on the same team. And... That you know they obviously didn't return, right? But then this new thing, and then you who are these people? Then you didn't even have Scorpion return because yeah. he was at the end of Homecoming. Yeah, with, I mean, the prison thing, right? Yeah, and I, I thought that would was going to play somewhere in there. So, so I assume that it's all building towards a Sinister Six. Yeah, but that's going to be like fourth or fifth movie, right? I, I think this trilogy keeps it in high school, keeps it safe. So I think they introduce Craven for the next villain. Uh, that would be my bet because Spider Man's identity is out there. Um, so, Spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Spider Man gets gets uh, screwed over by Mysterio, where he tells the world that uh, Spider Man is Peter Parker. So you have that. So if you have Scorpion, Vulture, Craven, um, I don't know how they would bring back Mysterio because spoiler, they killed him. Uh, so you have four bad guys potentially out of six. The only other people you need to get is like Rhino and Doc Ock. You know what I mean? And I think Doc... Or you could still go Green Goblin. Well, but they don't have an Oscorp. They didn't even hint at an Oscorp, which is really frustrating. Because... I still think that Ned... <laughs> the fan <laughs> theory that Ned is going to be the Hobgoblin, or his father is at least going to be Green Goblin. He's you know, the adopted son of Norman Osborn. Dude, could you fucking imagine that reveal in the third movie? Because it sucks because... I mean, who would you get to play Norman Osborn? Because my obvious pick is Willem Dafoe. I'd bring his ass <laughs> back for that shit. I guess, yeah, if he's adopted, you don't have to make him Hawaiian. Right. But if if he wasn't adopted, you could have The Rock. <laughs> Can that, you imagine? that would be magic. Oh, my God. Can you imagine The Rock's big-ass hulky body in a Green Goblin suit? I mean, I think if The Rock was to play anybody like in the MCU or like at least a Spider-Man villain, he'd easily be Rhino. Yeah. And he could do it really well. Well, see, and they would do the, the good rhino. They can make mechanical stuff. They they showed the vulture. Vulture was never mechanical anything. He was an old guy with green wings and a green suit. Right. And he'd fly around with a stupid white fluffy bird necklace. I don't fucking know. Uh, they made it work, bro. Yeah, they made it work. And then they made it mechanical. If they don't go Paul Giamatti far with the mechanical stuff, then I'd love to see the rock as rhino. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other people I'd probably put in there. I had to think about it, but there's a couple people I'd like to to see as Rhino, but I don't know. Do you bring in honestly who would play an amazing Rhino? And I can't remember his name right at the moment. And he probably only has a full f- few couple years left of actually being able to do it because he's Silver. a little bit up there. Uh, no, the guy who played uh, Fisk in uh, Daredevil. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fine, and that would just completely uh, get rid of 
<laughs> get rid of that series. Yeah. Daredevil, Punisher, uh, Jessica Jones, all that. I mean, hell, matter. if they would have bring him back to be Kingpin in the in the, in the Spider Man universe, I'd be completely cool with that. So like, that's what I was gonna say. If they have Craven the Hunter, they could still have a secondary bad guy like Kingpin who is assembling a team. You right. know what I mean? Assembling a team of bad guys because he's sick and tired of Spider Man messing up his business. You know what right. I mean? Because Spider-Man is shown taking down smaller villains. By the way, I, di- I did want to ask you this. Um, I don't know if I missed it in the movie, but it was prominent in the trailer. It was like in every single trailer. But he took down a whole bunch of bad guys in a restaurant, and the cop's like, you're going to be the next Iron Man? He's like, no, I'm going on vacation. You know, that that like, didn't happen. That didn't happen in the movie, no. right? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so they just, they just didn't do that in the movie? I mean, it's fine, but I was just like, okay, okay so... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do that one. And, you know... Marvel does weird shit. I, I would say <laughs> that I, I'm actually happy with the way they did Peter Parker. Okay, so there's one thing that bothers me, and we are divided on this, and yep. it's completely fine. I didn't like Peter and MJ. I absolutely adored Peter and MJ. I, I loved MJ and how she was. I could not stand how awkward, how awkward Tom Holland was. He's a loser. I get it. He's playing that part. But still, it, it just didn't connect with me. I just couldn't get behind it. It was just something about those characters that did not work for me. I hope in the next movie, since we won't have to go through this lovey-dovey awkward stage where they d- are trying to profess their feelings for each other and whatnot, we're, we're past it, and they should be in a relationship at this point, that it'll be more streamlined, a little bit smoother, and I can appreciate the relationship a lot more. Yeah, hell, I mean, Marvel, this is the first time Marvel's uh, created a relationship and ended a relationship in the same movie with Ned and what's her face. Right. And she was, so I didn't mind that relationship, but you can't have two of the same things. So you had that and, and you had Happy with Aunt May. And I'm like, okay, one of the other guys. It was two comedic reliefs playing the same fucking thing. Right. It's like, why? So I think I would keep Ned's in there because it was funny how Ned was talking about how they're going to be single people in Europe. You're going to be European, you know, American bachelors in Europe. Um, so it was funny that, you know, he had that that little fling, the summer fling. But the Happy Hogan thing, it just doesn't make sense. And there was something that you brought up that I agree with. I'm going to have to see the movie again to, to really get the, a good look. But why didn't Happy a person who was the security liaison to Iron Man and made sure everybody had a fucking badge in Iron Man 3. Never forgot the face. Yeah, never (laughs) forgot the face. Does not remember... Because he remembered Aldrich Killian. Yep. Yeah, he remembered him from 10, 15 years down the line. Right. So he remembered that guy who made an elevator ride with them, (laughs) but he can't remember someone who was a a supposed prominent member on Tony Stark's development team. Right. (laughs) So... I don't think he ever sees him in the movie Mysterio. I don't think he ever sees him. But if he does, they made a huge mistake. It, even if he doesn't see him throughout the entire movie, at the very end with the video that's released by Mysterio, Happy knows who he is and can shut down this whole entire idea that he's a hero from another universe. Oh, yeah, Bullshit. that is true. Because in the Daily Bugle, I believe they, they think that he's a, still a multiverse jumper. Right. Yeah. So that would instantly tear down the credibility, which could save Peter from being outed as Spider-Man. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And um, Sarah's friend was talking about, because uh, I was like, you know, Mysterio is one of my favorite bad guys. They didn't kill off the Vulture for no reason. You know what I mean? I mean, it's possible that he's not killed off. It, no, it is possible that Mysterio is not killed off. Be, and, they, and, here, they, and here's the reason why. 
This is this is the loophole that everybody forgot about. Mysterio clearly says he has contingency plans. Okay. Then his contingency plan. I, I hope you're about to say what I think you're going to say because I've thought about this. No, but, th- but his contingency plan seemed to have been to release that video about Peter to ruin his credibility, which great. But another contingency plan is he had the ability to use Edith, which means he could make Edith say whatever. Boom. <laughs> That's exactly. So him and Peter both have Edith's control because right. he signed it over. He could have told Edith to say that stuff to Peter because he technically is like the primary user. You know, it's like on a computer, you have the admin and you have everybody else. Right. He's the admin because Peter signed over his fucking rights to this guy. Right. So I hope that's the way they go. Cause I, I thought about that. I was like, okay, how could he not be dead? Because they could have just left it at, it's, he looks at him and he's like, Hey, he's dead. You know, I feel him. He's dead. But he puts on the glasses and goes, Edith is, is, is this real? And she goes, you know, Yes, this is real. There's no tricks being played here, Peter. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> my only problem with that idea is so Edith is what is used to create the the massive hologram at the end, the big fight. How the hell did they get the hologram things on those drones? Because those drones were in space. So I think those drones were already fit with the the hologram stuff. I think they were after the program was shut down yeah. that they, they were like, ah, fucking go put them in a satellite and I'll use them for something else later. I think it was already, Tony was like, yeah, I'm going to use this for something else. Blah, blah, blah. Not, not the, not the projector stuff, but if it was already built in, you're not going to take it off and then put it up there. You're like, Oh, it's already on there. It cost me a fucking billion dollars a fucking piece. You know what I mean? Just leaving them on there. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. You, you. How many drones they had, they, fitted every single one of those drones with yeah. a with a projector they could have i mean it's a small piece you I mean you saw uh mj had it it was a small little thing right they, they could have stuck them on the front of everyone i doubt it again this is nitpicky right. stuff right here for plot holes but like the only other thing that i think i didn't enjoy about the movie and again this is a great movie was the other dude brad <laughs> i didn't care about yeah, brad to be I, honest it, like, he was he was just the i his character became useless because of the reveal that Peter Parker was Spider-Man at the end. Because that was his whole thing throughout the whole movie. I also like MJ, and I'm going to tell her that you're, you're fucking European women. <laughs> you know? uh, the, the, my, my other gripe, and this is, again, with the forced comedy that they have in it, was Night Monkey. I thought Night Monkey was funny. You didn't like uh, the that? The reason why I think it's a gripe for me is because Ned said it once, only to his girlfriend, and then everybody was like, oh, that's Night Monkey. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> if... At least one reporter would have showed up at the Ferris wheel to have been like, "How? who saved you? And he'd be like, Night Monkey saved us. You know, <laughs> yeah. then it would have been uh, more credible. But they, they've done that in the past. And it's just you have to really pay attention. Again. I think this is an average moviegoer kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's really good. Um, and I think we discussed it. It is top 10, but at 10 <laughs> for right. Marvel movies. But it's... It, it has its flaws, and I wasn't a huge fan of the John Hughes feel-good teenage comedy-dramedy thing that they were going for for the first half of this movie. It wasn't until the second half that it really picked up. It wasn't until the Mysterio fight that I was like, holy shit, they really engaged me. Right. Because um, we we both knew Mysterio's a bad guy, obviously. Right. I love Mysterio, so I, I already knew. I've uh, beaten him many times on my Game Boy. <laughs> so... Uh, 
already knew he was a bad guy and I was excited for it. But what they did with him where he didn't actually have a suit or there was a suit, but he didn't actually wear a suit. He was wearing a mocap suit and he had a drone project, uh, the suit onto him. I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I thought everything about it was, was really neat. The only thing that was so weird, how were the drones hiding him? What are they projecting? Whatever's behind them onto him. I would assume. Because, you know, when he's up in the bridge, and like, they're able to be able to see you. And I'm like, so he was never in any of the fights. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, luckily, he didn't have a surfboard or something that Spider-Man thought he could, you know, web onto and pull himself up to, right. to where Mysterio was. So he was all, it was all a projection. Um, it is curious that he didn't go through one of the projections beforehand. Because he was shooting stuff at it. But I want to know what the hell those drones are fitted with. So they're fitted with water guns because he get he does get splashed by water. Uh, they're fitted with fire guns because his webs catch on fire and like trails back cool to scene. him. Cool scene. Cool scene. That was cool. Uh, they had a lot of really cool shots, like the mm. bridge scene where it shows him like flipping and doing all the different stuff. I was like, that was really well done, really well executed. Um, but there was several things that I was just like, you think he would have caught on beforehand. Because Sp- uh, Peter is so smart, but I think because it's Peter Tingle, his <laughs> spider sense, they, they that, really pushed that one hard. That really bugged me. <laughs> I thought it was funny. No. Like, oh, you little Peter Tingle. Nope. It would have been fine had they, they said, he said, it's spider sense or something, right? Mm-hmm. And just nipped it in the butt at the, the first thing. But I think just like in Spider-Man 2 where he's losing his powers because he's trying to think about MJ. And uh, I think a similar thing was happening here. His spider sense wasn't... Uh, as engaged as it should have been. Same thing with his senses. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't being Spider-Man. He wasn't giving it his all because he was thinking about a girl. So he trusted this guy that's supposedly from another planet and supposedly did this. And I don't know. Um, and then they ended up uh, showing that Talos or Talos was Nick Fury the whole time. Yeah. So you're telling me, that this guy has been on Earth this entire time, okay? And Nick Fury trusts this guy's personality enough, even though the Kroll are evil creatures, he trusts this thing's personality enough to impersonate him and leave him in his place and make decisions as Nick Fury, but he can't call upon the Avengers because he's not actually Nick Fury, but he's cool enough to to deal with giving billion dollar glasses that Tony Stark had that has a fucking satellite attached to them to Peter Parker, but he can't call the Avengers. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It was just little things about that kind of bother me. I get what they were trying to go for, but I I don't know. He could, why couldn't he just projected himself? It possibly leads me to believe that Nick, the real Nick Fury knew that Mysterio was a bad guy the entire time. And he knew that this was a proving ground for Peter Parker. If he is to become the next Avenger, like, well, the helped. next leader. But you think about it, uh, Talos was about to get fucking capped in the face if it wasn't for not Happy. Colby Smolders. No, Colby Smolders shot the uh, rocket right. launcher down. Well, the, the direct the direct results, like her blowing yeah. it up. I was just like, shit. <laughs> that was a cool... That and um, him still tricking him in the hallway after he got shot. Like, homeboy gets shot. Spider-Man turns his back for like a split second and he goes, I'm going to stand right here with a gun. I'm going to stand right here with a gun and he's going to walk over, make a little speech and I'm going to shoot him in the back of the head, you know? And how did he die? 
Was it just from the gunshot wounds? Because I remember Spider-Man stopped the gun, but did he do anything to him? I don't remember. I don't remember right yeah, now. Yeah, and he just kind of died. So maybe maybe he's really not dead. So I do want to go back. And so one of my big gripes about uh, the introduction of Spider-Man in Civil War was how they did his suit. Mm-hmm. How they made Tony Stark made his suit for him and all this kind of stuff, which kind of pulled away from the coolness of what Peter Parker is. It kind of like took away from his intelligence. They tried really hard, and I think they did an amazing job of making Peter seem highly intelligent in this one. With him creating his own suit? With him creating his own suit. How he interacted with everybody else just made him seem like he was on a much higher level than most people around him, which I really appreciated them doing. Well, I, I, just, I feel like they, they fixed what they kind of messed up because they did a sloppy origin story because they didn't want to do another origin story. Well, I thought of you whenever they introduced Quentin Beck and he was like, never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what a fucking douchebag. Yes. What a douchey thing to say in front of the center of intelligence over here, Nick Fury, which he, at the time he, I mean, I guess Quentin never knew that that wasn't Nick Fury. He really right. thought it was Nick Fury. That's why he tried to kill him. Yeah. He thought he was going to cap Nick Fury and be good. Who's the illusionist now? Why didn't Glinda, what the fuck is it, Edith, why didn't Edith know that that wasn't Nick Fury? Oh. Because I think it's a biometric strength, biometric scan, and she can only do scans of the face. That's fair. She can't do DNA scans without taking a sample. So this thing can shoot flames, shoot water, come from space and have projectors on it, but it can't figure out if an alien is impersonating a human. Probably not great. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Couldn't find Mystique if Mystique was hiding in the world, which she very well could be. Oh, <laughs> interesting. They're Sweet. a top top secret school of, <laughs> of mutants. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for. Uh, so, you know what? They could not even do a Spider-Man thing with the reason that Nick Fury's in space. They could do a Fantastic Four thing. They could I, be they could I, be off planet Fantastic Four shit. That that could actually be it because that would lead to how the I mean if they do the origin story again, it could be Reed Richards and everybody were helping Nick build whatever out there and they got hit with the uh That'd be dope. They could do that, and that'd be fine. But I honestly think that they should do exactly what they did with um Spider Man and just negate the whole origin story. Well, you know, it'd be great. Like, mention it, but don't right, go right. into it. Yeah, just let them be them. Uh, you know, it'd be great is whenever he gets up off the hologram deck or whatever, and he's looking at the beach, um, had he got up, and when he said, everybody back to work, it shows four people, one woman and three guys <laughs> up there doing their thing. That right. would have been a nice little nod to it. I don't think that's the way they're going to go, but if they wanted to go that way, totally cool with it. I, I honestly think the way we're going to get there is going to be through Doctor Strange. From the uh, announcement that we got today or yesterday, yesterday. Um, with uh, his movie Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse of Madness, we're actually going to get into the alternate universes and whatnot. And I feel Is like going to bring back heroes from other places. He possibly could, or open, or at least open the portals, because Reed Richards also can open the portals between dimensions. So wouldn't that require the Fantastic Four to never be here? Yeah, they only come when we need them. Essentially. So they're like, they're, they're another Captain Marvel. I don't want that. I want them to be here. I want them to be heroes on our Earth. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I I want a clean way of adding them to the story. And I don't want to well, go through a whole origin story to get there. I think theirs works a lot better than X-Men. Because yeah. X-Men has a huge fucking lineup of X-Men. They could bring up... They could literally introduce 
all new X Men. Did you see they did announce who's going to be the next uh, Wolverine? Oh, did they? Yeah. It's not that dude that they've been talking about for a while, is it? The one that Hugh Jackman like personally picked. This is the dude from Kingsman. Which dude? The guy who played Eggy, the main character in oh Kingsman. Oh my god, he's terrible. So it's gonna be. Like for sure, for sure. I saw it like three different places reported it. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't I that's fine. <laughs> Marvel knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're yeah, yeah. they're a multi billion. I, I actually company. like him. I, I liked him a lot in Kingsman. No, I liked him in Kingsman, but as the Wolverine We'll see. Yeah, no, that's yeah. see, and that's my thing. I, I might be one of those people bitching like whenever Batman got announced and people were like, Oh my god, Robert Pattinson can be Batman. I'm like, he absolutely can. Yeah. So yeah, that, And it's that the could same people who bitch when Ben Affleck got it. Batman. Yeah. I was like, Daredevil was bad, man. <laughs> um You shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. You wanna go watch Daredevil? Yeah, let's go watch it. Bullshit. Um Okay, so the consensus for Spider-Man, it was good, not better than Homecoming. Not in my opinion. Yeah, for me, I'm torn. I don't think it's a better movie than than Homecoming. I think it has better elements. Uh, the teachers, we didn't even mention J.B. Smooth oh and Martin Starr. Martin stole Starr the, stole the fucking killed show. it. Well, I just love J.B. Smooth. He's like, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, that's him. You do that with him. I'm trying here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Uh, dude, uh, whenever he was like, thanks, Mr. Blah, 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 said, said the, the class. class. Yeah, <laughs> and he just like, walked, kept on walking. Yeah, I was like, that's God. He, he was trying so hard. And that's that's really Peter, you're having a perfume-based allergy? I know all about those. You got to nip that in the butt. Yeah, you come sit next to me, Ned. You come sit over here. He's just trying to sit next to MJ, poor dude. Um, yeah, it it he killed it. Uh, I thought he was... I'm not going to say underutilized in Homecoming because I I don't I'm not like a I, huge fan of. I was upset Star. Hannibal Burris did not make a, a reappearance. He didn't come As back. The coach. Yeah, and he could have been the chaperone. <laughs> yeah, he could have been, been the chaperone. I like JB. I mean, I, I like JB Smooth. Yeah, but I would have liked Hannibal Burris instead of JB Smooth if we could have had that, or we could have had JB Smooth and Hannibal Burris, which I thought would have been hilarious. But I think Martin Starr was the best. Yeah, no, he he like he he stole the show. He deadpans his his he, delivery. He, it and was like, great. Shit. It was fantastic. No, yeah, no, I, I agree. And they had a nice little duo. I, you know, I'd honestly, I'd be okay if Marvel wanted to release a movie with just those two guys <laughs> just doing average everyday bullshit. I, I would, I would totally watch it. Yeah, no, just so a, a day in the life. <laughs> <laughs> so those. That's those, a one shot I'd watch. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. That's. God, give me like a 30-minute long one shot of them two just bullshitting with each other at the just, school Just or hanging whatever. out in the teacher's lounge, just talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, man, this fucking coffee maker. You know what I mean? Uh, I like them. Uh, I don't know how we didn't mention them earlier, but yeah, overall, the better movie is Homecoming. Um, I also got my hopes way up because Sarah's friend said that this is the best Marvel movie to date. And then I'm like, yay, best Marvel movie to date. And I started watching it. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I was I'm nitpicky stuff, but right. I was like, I don't like that. And then I, like it got to the mysterious stuff and I was like, okay, this is fucking badass. This is badass, badass. But I always think about it this way. And it's the Donnie Darko effect. <laughs> okay. Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Right. An ending, a great ending does not make a good movie. I'm sick and tired of people crowning things as the greatest movie of all time because it had this amazing twist or, you know, this ending that, that's what you remember. That's what you leave the movie theater with. It's kind of like uh, Toy Story Four. Uh, I still haven't seen it. So. Well, that's fine. But they they leave you with a you know a heart tugging moment, so you really it resonates with you. Just like Toy Story Three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're not going to leave it on a 
a happy high note because then the movie just kind of falls flat. You got to have some kind of really that draws you in. So that's what they did with Donnie Darko. And I feel like not like they, they were purposely doing that with Spider-Man, but with Spider-Man, all of the Spider-Man stuff comes in the second half of the movie. First half of the movie is a teen dramedy, you know, being a high schooler kind of stuff. And that's fine, but it doesn't make the whole movie a great Spider-Man movie. Homecoming did really well to pace it throughout having Spider-Man stuff. They did have a little bit too, too much Iron Man, but at the time Iron Man was at the top of his game. Why not have Iron Man? Mm-hmm. And you didn't, again, with the, what you said, you didn't have to have an origin story. You, right. you, it was a kid from the Bronx. He was already introduced. Go let him do Spider-Man He's from shit. Queens. Huh? Queens. Sorry. He's from New York. Jesus Christ. I didn't mean to say the Bronx. My bad. Learn your boroughs. I didn't right? say Hell's Kitchen. Shit. He's not from Hell's Kitchen. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's not that bad. And Bronx, Queens, same thing, right? No. <laughs> yeah, that's where Eddie Murphy went in uh, Coming to America. Yeah, I'm aware. Went. I saw the movie. Um, what else is there? So we're good with Spider-Man. We're good with the announcements. Oh, I get to go on a Lion King rant. Ready hey, to hear this? You go right ahead. I'm a, Are you yawning? Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Uh. So with the Lion King, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but it is we have. the most beautiful, the most gorgeous Disney movie to date. But it is also the most lifeless, boring bullshit. And Sarah and I ended up walking out of the movie theater at... Uh, just after how disrespectful yeah i know isn't it yeah disrespectful to who john favre who obviously didn't care about the movie enough to make it good i still to this day have not walked out of a movie Uh, that's not completely true dude i've walked out of i'm trying to think there's i think there's three movies i've walked out of i know for sure indiana jones and the kingdom of crystal skull because it was bullshit um and then that and what else teenage mutant ninja turtles two yep oh then I guess there's four because Transformers five Casio went took me to go see Transformers five. I was uh, blown away by how bad that movie was and how much movie, money that movie made. But you know whatever. Um, I still kind of want to see Bumblebee, <laughs> and I know that's just like a weird thing. You know, no. Like like that that series has betrayed me over and over and over again. And I'm like. Let's go see it. They added uh, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> She's cool. At work, uh, Transformers 5 came on, and somebody was there, and they're like, hey, which uh, Transformers is this? And I was like, you know, Does no idea. No idea, man. It has Mark Wahlberg in it, so it's one of those two. <laughs> so the first one's not bad. You agree with that? Which one? Transformers. The original one? Yeah, it's not bad. It, it was okay for what it was. It's okay, yes. Right. Then the second one, awful. Right. Third one, even worse. Wouldn't Fourth know. one, even worse. Wouldn't know. Fifth one, the worst. Wouldn't know. <laughs> you didn't watch any of the Marky Mark ones? I did not watch anyone past the third one. I got halfway through that movie. I didn't go see it in theaters. Well, we've talked about this before. I've seen the third one three times because I didn't realize I'd seen the movie before. Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it is. As soon as I start watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the fucking one with the British chick. How stupid am I? Um I was making a point here. Oh, the movies I've walked out of. Yeah. I mean, so, the only movie I've walked out of was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, but I walked out of it so I can go watch Knocked Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like, well, no, you, the movie was bad. I See, I don't remember at World's End. I don't. I remember Chow Yun-Fat. That's what I remember from that. My and man. The, there was a uh, a whirlpool and like the ships were fighting in a whirlpool. And I don't there really remember. There was a remember. wedding. Yeah. yeah I, I do not remember that. No, the wedding's from two. No, Isn't the it? wedding's in three. Is it three? At the beginning yeah. of three, they're like breaking them up or whatever? What? At the beginning of three? At the beginning of one of the Pirates of the Caribbean, Will and Miss Swan, Elizabeth, 
are going to get married, but it's like this dark dreary. It's raining and Will got taken in to prison or whatever. And she's standing there all alone crying in her wedding dress. I think it's two. Okay. So I was right. It's two. It's either two or three. And the only reason I can't remember is because uh, those, those movies, movies are, suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The there, first one is th- like. There's one that's okay. And that's the first one. I enjoy it. I think it's a great movie. It's just been diminished. It's like Shrek. It's a good movie. And then they put out so many crappy sequels that it almost diminishes the first one. See, I, I disagree with that because I think I think Shrek 2 is honestly the best movie of the entire series. Really? Yeah. I don't remember shit about Shrek 2. I remember Shrek 2. I mean, that's the introduction of Puss and Boots there. Um, oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, that's fair. There's it, also it, the giant uh, gingerbread man, which is the one of the saddest moments in cinema history, <laughs> as we all know. So, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it, No, it had its funny moments. I, was it three with Prince Charming then? No, it was two was with Prince Charming. I could have sworn I didn't like that one. Maybe I, I With a fairy godmother, donkey gets turned into a horse, Shrek gets turned into no, an actual man. Stallion, yeah, baby! <laughs> okay. Um, no, so, okay, I guess one and two are okay. Three and nice forever bowl, after. That's the first one. But yeah. um, three and four, garbage. Yeah. I, I, I guess. I don't even remember it. I, I saw Shrek the Third one time with my girlfriend at the time. and Wanted to kill yourself. Yeah, I saw a movie with your girlfriend at the time, too. It was already a brother. It's not bad. <laughs> at the time, I didn't think so. Um, she had terrible taste in movies. What did she like? She loves scary movies. I think I went to go see Paranormal Activity with her. Oh, my God. That's not a scary movie. That movie sucks. To her, it was. <laughs> God, that movie was boring. Dude, I was like, do something. Fucking drag that bitch out of bed. Let's do this shit. Uh, yeah. When people tell me a scary movie is scary, and I get it, it's up to perception and your settings. Honestly, um, I think seeing a scary movie in theaters is a lot more engaging, but there's a specific movie, anything based in a house. When a new family moves to a house, if you're sitting in your fucking living room and that house starts to look like your house, that movie gets a lot fucking scary. I would agree. (laughs) I would say honestly, like the scariest moment for me when it came to the paranormal activities was in uh, two. I don't even know. I, I got like halfway through the first one. I was like, this is fucking boring. It's at the very end of the movie where the the woman from the first one got possessed by the demon and she came back to the house to get the child. Like it was a whole, the whole thing. And when she goes to the house, so it has the a continuing two, story. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The first three do. I don't know past that because <laughs> I don't, I don't give, I don't give a shit. But so she goes into the house in the second one and it like, you know, it's all like showing cameras of inside, like security footage and whatnot, and it pans away from like the dude sitting in the living room She's watching TV. There. No, no, nobody, nothing. It's just him watching TV on the couch. Pans away, comes back. She's standing right behind him, snaps his neck, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> so like a- after I saw that, I'd be like sitting at home in my living room, and I'd just be like, just looking behind me every once in a while, just like nobody's gonna snap my neck today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that I agree with that. Any any scary movie that it has house-like elements mm. you go mm, maybe not uh skeleton key i think was one from back in the day that i thought was really well done um the ring because i was a kid have you heard anything about the new child's play i've heard it's bad but it it's basically i've heard, I've heard a couple of reviews like some people say like the, the beginning is pretty bad but the ending is very good on it like well, I, i've heard it's 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 in line with the other child's plays. right there's nothing special that really points this one out except but, like like the only thing that I hear about it is um, that the voice that they use for uh, Chucky, since it's not the same guy anymore. Um, we know who it is, right? 
I, I can't remember. It's Mark Hamill. It's, oh, yeah. That's Mark <laughs> Hamill. That's right, that's right. That it's more. Hey, Andy. <laughs> it's, it's a lot more cartoonish. Yeah. As opposed to how well, Chucky was. I heard his voice. And yeah, I think the other ones is uh, Brad Dorf or whatever. I forget, oh, I forget his name. Yeah, it was the same guy throughout the, the whole thing. Right. And actually, believe it or not, I'm a huge fan of Chucky. The Chucky movies actually got pretty good there at the end before they canceled them. Like Cult of Chucky was really fucking good. Um, it was the you know Bride of Chucky, the mid two thousand ones that were right. the the lull. But they got better. But I think they never recovered right. from those those uh, the bad ones. Um, but with this new one, I saw a trailer, and all I could hear was the cartoon Joker voice, and I was like, mm, I might not watch this. But at the same time, I still want to see it. I mm-hmm. like Aubrey Plaza. I like Mark Hamill. Yeah, Aubrey like, Plaza is I, enough reason for me to go see it, honestly. <laughs> well, I like Child's Play. I like the lore of Chucky. Um, one thing I would love for them to bring back, but it has to be, I need Sam Raimi to fucking direct it. Leprechaun. If they brought back Leprechaun with a Sam Raimi directed Leprechaun, I'd be I'd be in. Because it has to be campy. Leprechaun cannot be fucking taken seriously. I was actually pissed. So they made a remake of that movie. I don't know if you know this. I rented it, and it has nothing to fucking do with Leprechaun. Oh, really? It was like an actual evil, grotesque creature Leprechaun that was murdering this family, and like all he could see was gold. Like that was its vision. It was like uh, like Riddick. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like it only saw in gold vision. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Um, but there was one part with like a fireplace that was that was really cool. But other than that, I was like, this has nothing to do with the. Audience. I mean, if they were to bring back a horror franchise for me that I would love to see again, it would be Hell Hellraiser. Hellraiser is not a good fucking franchise, man. I, I loved Hellraiser, honestly. A lot of people did. Yeah. Uh, I think Heidi actually has a Hellraiser tattoo. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I just Hellraiser doesn't do it for me, man. I just I don't know what it is. What's the name? Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I I was never scared of it. But I was also never interested by it, so there was nothing compelling me to see it. And right. I, if they did, you know, good form. I'd, I'd, I'm okay with them bringing back old franchises if they do them right. But they've brought back two, because it, it's not considered a slasher, right? Like it's more demented shit. Technically, yes. Okay, so the two slashers that they brought back were Jason and Freddy, and both of them and were Michael. fucking awful. <sighs> they brought back Michael twice. In varying forms. So, but let's talk about that real quick. The Freddy remake. We still got to round back to Lion King here. It's bad. Don't go see it. I'm I'm on a roll right here. The Freddy remake, which was what, in like 2007, 2008, whatever. But making him a pedophile (laughs) was the weirdest decision I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because I think in the first ones, and I, he might have been a pedophile, but I think he was just a child murderer, right? Yeah. He just liked... I thought he was, but... He just liked killing children. Yeah, maybe they hinted at other stuff and we just didn't really we pick up on it. were too young of time to actually pick up on, oh, so, this dude, fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they made it a pedophile, but then they give him like this this sob story, like maybe he wasn't a pedophile mm-hmm. and these, these parents were wrong. And then he goes, nope, definitely a pedophile. There was like the little room with a mattress that he would like drag the kids back to in the school that he would fuck them. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's too much. But the, they try to go for a darker tone, but keep the puns and it didn't work at all. Right. Like when he goes, how's this for a wet dream? And then like, he's like scraping his claws. I'm like, okay, this movie's fucking bad. And his look was bad. 
But then Jason, when they brought back Friday the 13th, stop fucking yawning. Sorry, man. I can't You unenthusiastic it. piece of shit. <laughs> You're off the show uh, <laughs> after this episode. No, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Turn it back on. Um, less is more. That was Angels Now film reference. I'll give you less. <laughs> um, with With... Stop it. <laughs> With Jason coming back, half the movie, his face is wrapped like a mummy so you don't see his face. And then he finds the fucking mask from some redneck that was fucking a mannequin for some reason. Why? And P- then... Pedophiles, bro. Dude, I don't get it. Like Eight-year-olds, they- <laughs> dude. <laughs> fucking eight-year-olds. Yeah, big Lebowski reference. Nice. But they, they, they keep adding bullshit backstories. Uh, Halloween... I think we've talked about this before. I really, 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 really liked Rob Zombie's Halloween, the first one. And because it didn't make enough money, the studio said, you know what, Rob Zombie? We hired you to be Rob Zombie. Make it Rob Zombie for the second one. And he fucking made every character corrupt. Everybody sucked. The, uh, for some reason, Michael Myers started grunting when stabbing people. But there was a, a thing. You have your finger up. What would you like to add? Oh, it's just because you brought up Rob Zombie. I don't know if you heard, but uh, they're doing a reboot. Uh, not a reboot, but a uh, prequel to... Uh, yeah, Devil's Rejects. Yeah. yeah, and I'm super excited for it. Are you? Me. Yes. I love the Devil's Rejects. I man. love the Devil's Rejects it back was, in the day. Yeah. I just, I'm just i sick and tired of his fucking wife. I really am. I get that. I do. But like at the same time, like I really like that universe. I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. I love Devil's Rejects. I think this one will just be awesome. Well, I like... For the most part, I like Rob Zombie, but you don't take something that my biggest problem was he had established characters from the first movie. You can't just change everybody and call it a sequel. It's no longer, you're not following the same. It's supposed it's to be a like, prequel. What? Oh, you're talking Halloween about Halloween 2. Oh, Halloween 2. So right, Halloween geez. and then Halloween 2. Yeah, right. not, not this. Right, right. So you have the same characters. You have. Um, his sweet sister, she's very sweet and, you know, stuff like that, and she just has a horrible fucking life, right? Shitty parents, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have her best friend, who is a cop's daughter. You have all this different stuff. You have these established characters. And then when the second one starts, she's, like, doing drugs at a house party, and, you know, everybody's corrupt. The police are corrupt. Everything's bad. But in the first movie, they had this beautiful stuff, like, it really hammered home that Michael Myers is not one to be fucked with when he is in the insane asylum or whatever. And, uh, Danny Trejo is taking care of him. Right. right? And he's literally a week or two away from retirement. And Michael gets loose and he's like, Michael, you know me. I took care of you, Mikey. Come on. And he literally picks up a TV and just starts smashing his head. And I was like, okay, Michael Myers, even though he's been taken care of for the past 20 fucking years by this dude, doesn't give a fuck who you are. You're dead. So it really hammered home who the character was. And the second one, they like change it. Like he flipped over a car for some reason, which was weird. Like now he's He's super, superhuman. Yeah. Now he's superhuman and he grunts when he stabs people. And I was just like, man, I just wasn't feeling it. And then they had this weird dream vision with his mom on a fucking white unicorn and it was played by Rob Zombie's wife. And I was like, I don't fucking care. What the fuck is this symbolism bullshit? And it was supposed to harp back to like this little toy that was there. And I was this little figurine. And I was just like, okay. So when they remade it with Laurie Strode again, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm going to say Jamie Lee Fox, uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, I was okay with it. But because they retconned every Halloween movie and it's a direct sequel to the first one, but then they called it Halloween. <laughs> 
It's like, what the fuck? Right. And I, I haven't seen it. And I don't I care. I don't care to see it because it goes based on apparently like the director's cut where she never killed him. I don't, God damn it. I don't remember if it's the actual sequel or this one that I heard about, but, uh, the person she shoots ended up being like a paramedic. It wasn't Michael Myers. Yeah. He put his mask on this guy and got away. I don't fucking know, but he was in a insane asylum. Now he escaped and he's, she's going to end it once and for all. And apparently she does. So if they make another one, I'm going to be real fucking butthurt and I'll never see this movie. Cause I, I do kind of want to see it. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love the Halloween franchise, but they really, they fucking jumped the shark on this one. Right. I kind of like they did with predators and aliens. You know what yeah. I mean? Speaking of which, I actually watched part of Alien Covenant today. Any good? Nope. Yeah, Luke, Luke said it was bad. Uh, did you get to see the beginning part? Yeah. Okay. I watched like the first hour and I was like... Yeah, so this was my thing. Uh, Luke was the one who told me not to watch it because he knew how big of a fan of Prometheus I was. And when they changed the name from Prometheus 2 to Alien Covenant, I was like, so it's not a sequel to Prometheus, but it is? <laughs> and they kill off... The other main character, the the driving force of Prometheus, mm-hmm. immediately, I'm like, I don't think I want to see that, you know. And it just, and then I heard everything's bad, like the acting stiff. Uh, was Danny McBride any good? He was okay. okay. He, was, he was Danny McBride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to see that movie. It, it's like it's as if when you see John C. Riley in a, in an actual dramatic role, like you're like, oh, it's John C. Riley, and, and he's trying to be serious. And you're like, okay, fuck you. Uh, what is that? What is that movie called? Circus de Freak or whatever. <laughs> the Vampire's Assistant. Yeah, that one. That one. Not Circus <laughs> de Freak. <laughs> yeah, the, the Vampire's Assistant. I like that movie. <laughs> I never saw it. Oh, no, it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's like Disney good. Uh, like, uh, not... You know, I mean, Disney makes good movies, but I'm saying like Disney... Uh, like John Carter. It's like that level. I mean, it's like, good, but it's not amazing. For John C. Riley, like his best dramatic role that he's ever been in, in my personal opinion... Dewey is, Cox. Story. No, is A Perfect Storm. With George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg, they did an amazing job in that. I didn't know he was in that movie. Yeah, I have to go back and watch that shit. I watched it when I was. He's semi the main character. But I say semi because they they do give a lot of like backstory to him before they go out on the boat and whatnot. But then he dies. <laughs> I know. I, I, again, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. It's like if you told me that that um, Kevin Spacey was in Twister, I'd believe you. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. No, he was not. He was not. That'd no. be a hell of a guess. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in Twister. No. Philip Seymour Hoffman is, though. In Twister? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm being 100% it? serious with you. God damn it. I need it's... to go back and watch some of these older movies. See, and there's a lot of movies like that for the average moviegoer that they're good, but there's nothing to write home about. I'm... I don't think anybody says Twister is their favorite fucking movie. Twister is still one of my... I'm, it's my, my favorite Helen Hunt movie. <laughs> It's 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 a great movie. I really enjoy Twister. I've always like dreamed of doing a uh, a, a, a mockumentary movie based off of Twister, um, because I, I think the profession of uh, storm hunting is hilarious in and of itself. It's these people just looking for natural disasters to try and die in. But you say I, it was hilarious. I don't think it's hilarious. I think it's cool as shit. I think it's hilarious because Twister, Twister is the one with the Dorothy machine, right? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure I'm not mixing it yeah. up with anything else. But I would love to do like a mockumentary of it about these guys who are trying to be storm chasers, but they're trying to work up to it. So they're out in the desert chasing dust devils. I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> well, see if they did like a Tucker and Dale version, yeah. like if they did that for Twister or a lot of ridiculous movies, mm-hmm. I think it would be fucking great. 
just have Tucker and Dale and Twister. You know what I mean? To like Tucker and Dale and Twister, yeah. and then just have those characters go be storm chasers now because they're sick and tired of accidentally murdering teens in the woods. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I mean, I, I feel like if you did like something like that about storm chasers or anything like that to make it funny, they all have to be rednecks except for one black guy. That's just like <laughs> yeah, the the, the uh, intern Ving Rhames, but it's Ving, but it's Ving Rhames. Like the the like his character. Before he was outed as gay, his character from Chuck and Larry, just that stone cold mm. killer motherfucker that's sick and tired of everybody's shit. <laughs> I'd be about it, dude. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally down for it. Uh, <laughs> or you can get uh, if you want to go young cast. If you think there's going to be sequels to that, you can get uh, the hell's his name, CJ, the guy who played Billy in the latest Power Rangers. Oh. Yeah, I think that'd be funny because like he'd be like, "What the hell are all these rednecks doing?" <laughs> no, like I would think that would be funny as well. I mean, you could even do it like since he's in every single fucking movie now. You can do it with Will Smith. That yeah, yeah. that was a thing. What did we see? Three different Will Smith trailers oh in front of in front of Spider Man. I was like, well, Will Smith's taking over the planet again because he just had Aladdin. Then he has that spy movie. Then he has Gemini Man. And then he had something else. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, how many things is Will Smith in? Yeah. But it's I fine. Mean, I, I like anima- Will Smith. I think the animated spy movie is going to be funny. I don't I, know. Yeah, no, I thought it was. Yeah, he's like, I can't not I, look at you. Geez. I can look at my butt in your face at the same time. <laughs> I think they did a good job with that. I agree. And it's Sony Animation. I don't think. I think the last bad movie they made was Hotel Transylvania 3. And it's not bad. It's just not for me. Right. But I like the first two. So it's like, what the fuck? But. Um. Yeah, I mean, the last great movie they did was Spider Man <laughs> Into the Spider Verse, and that movie was fucking awesome. Right. So, would you like to continue on your rant about uh, Lion King? No, I mean, I'm good. It's, it's just okay. A couple more things. Right. A couple last things. You never even said anything. You just said you walked out of it. That's yeah, all and, you then, said. and then you 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 got me off subject, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'll, I'll stop talking. Less is more. I'm ADD, man. I need to like be able to pay attention. Add. Add. Yeah, dude. Subtract. You either subtract, like subtract your fucking voice from this podcast. One second. <laughs> Real quick. That was funny. Uh, Lion King. So they cut out a lot of stuff. Like Be Prepared was cut to like a 30-second song, was not as cinematic at all. And I get it. They can't do all the color change and the moving rocks and stuff like that. But it was goofy. Everyone's voice, except for James Earl Jones and Beyonce, everyone else's voice did not fit the characters. And I don't know if it's really their fault, but because the, the the facial expressions didn't really work, that I didn't really ever believe that anybody. It sounded like they were in a recording studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially Seth Rogen. Like Seth Rogen did not sound like he was in the middle of the desert. There was no like ambient noise. It was just his voice cutting through the the scene. Um, Nala, I think worked. Not even because Beyonce is a talented actress, which I I really like her. I don't think she's amazing though. Uh, she's a great singer. But as an actress, the only thing I've seen her in is is Goldmember. She's funny in it. But Nala in the cartoon didn't have that many facial expressions. You know what I mean? She gives the sex eyes to Simba, but for the most part, you know, very stern lion. Right. Um, uh, actually, I guess the other one that wasn't bad was Sarabi, but it wasn't Sarabi because she had a more demanding voice in the first one. Uh, the ones that stood out that were really bad, and I don't know why, but because I like both these people, but Keegan Michael Key and Eric Andre were fucking awful as the hyenas, and I, I just didn't like them. I, I didn't like them. I at all. still maintain that I think Keegan Michael Key or Keegan Michael. I, I said it right. <laughs> uh, he should have been uh, Rafiki. 
Yeah, see, I, I think. Did I should. tell you about that? Yeah. Rafiki fucking speaks Swahili, <laughs> so you don't understand what the fuck he's <laughs> yeah. saying. And uh, I had to ask my cousin because she watched it and was like, "Yeah, it was, that's Disney being cash grab Disney." Um, but I said, "Does he at least say doesn't matter? It's in the past." And she goes, "No, he doesn't." And she goes, "You know why? Because it doesn't matter. It's in the past." And I go, "Fuck you!" But uh, I was just like, "Shit, man, that fucking sucks." So that was a brilliant line, though. Props yeah, to your cousin. Oh for yeah, that. for sure. But uh, I just I couldn't stay there and watch. I, I really wish we would have been able to get our money back, so it doesn't show that I'm supporting Disney right. for these bullshit ass remakes. Because uh, even my cousin said she was like, uh, "Well, on to the next live action remake." I'm like, "Nope, I'm going to be skipping Mulan super fucking hard." Uh, I think it looks terrible. You know what I mean? And they're not remaking the actual movie so it's just another story you couldn't just do they need the name for it to sell well right I you guess. know what i mean like why couldn't you just make a asian woman becoming a warrior and call they it something better else? be coming out with szechuan sauce for it <laughs> you're so <laughs> fucking stupid was it mcdonald's that did that yeah yeah no i'm good what did the fuck you need szechuan sauce for for your chicken nug nugs chicken, sure. chicken nug nugs i mean rick needs it yo who the fuck is rick from rick and morty it's a whole thing. You don't watch the show. You don't yeah, get the I joke. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what was I going to say? Other than that, um, I don't think there's anything else I can really bitch about besides that the because of lack of facial expressions, and again, I get it. They're trying to go for a realistic look, but why? Why do you need it to be realistic? Why? Why? Yeah, so I don't know why you need it to be realistic, but that's what they were going for, and that's what they got. And again, beautiful movie. I cannot wait for... I saw this on Reddit, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. I can't wait till the movie gets released, and people start taking stuff from uh, the Disney planet, or whatever the fuck it's called, our planet, um stuff like lions having sex and putting it in the movie <laughs> like whenever they have Nala and Simba. And I was like, holy shit. So they're going to have like baboons, like beating birds, like upside the head and stuff like that. And just put it in the movie subtly. <laughs> they have like fan edits of the Lion King. I'll watch those yeah. <laughs> and I'll be so happy laughing my ass off. But yeah, other than that, it's, it's beautifully shot. I, I mean, I give it like a four out of 10 because it it's not even good enough to hold my attention. If it was on TV, you might pay attention to it, but I doubt it. It's not good. I just it sucks because I like most of the voice actors that they got. Uh, I like Billy Eichner. I didn't see him as Timon. I saw him as Craig yelling with Timon's mouth opening. I feel like, and this is a big thing, especially for us um, at our age, that uh, can't change shit anymore. The Lion King is is so set in stone. Like I've seen that movie so many times. I love yeah. the I love the movie, and for you to make a remake, it's completely and totally not for me. Now, I, the remake is not not for me. I'm okay with it, but you don't slap the original in the face. I get it. There are lions in Africa. They wanted to go for a mostly black cast. That's fine, but make me believe that that person is that character. Because when Donald Glover came on. You know how much I like Donald Glover, you know, mm-hmm. Childish Gambino shit. I love him, but he has such a light voice, mm-hmm. you know, very calm and stuff like that. I didn't see it as Simba, and even though Michael uh, Michael Broderick uh, Matthew Broderick has a light voice, he was the first one. 
Right. It's just like a lot of people think that Tobey Maguire is Spider-Man, regardless right. of what Tom Holland does, even if it's better. So you have to have someone that is exponentially better, you know, introduce them as that character and really drive home that they are Simba or they are Nala. They are this person. It didn't work for me. And it could just be me being an asshole and being nostalgic. I don't know. I want to like ask a little kid and be like, did you like the Lion King? And they go, yeah. Cause like the most enjoyable part of the movie for me was there was like this autistic girl in the front row and she kept going, uh, Oh shoot. Every time she saw scar or, the uh, the hyenas on screen. She goes, oh shoot! And like, well, I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> like, mm. she so she understands the the fear that's going on in the stuff. But watching the original movie is how I I set the tone for each scene because you couldn't tell based on this what their tone was supposed to be. If it's supposed to be, um, you know, menacing whenever the hyenas are about to kill Simba because like I was like, oh fuck, Simba might actually die, and that's how they changed the movie. Well, I mean, um, did they not use a whole lot of, uh, like, in their score, like, a background music to try and set its tone? Or well, they had that? that do, you know, like, that, that low tone for the elephant graveyard. Yeah. So that's what made it scary. And then you see these real-looking fucking hyenas coming after this real-looking uh, lion cub. So I was like, that lion's about to die. But then you hear Eric Andre's voice cut through the tension like a fucking knife. And I go, nope, he's fine. Exactly. He'll be good. <laughs> right. And But in the old ones, it was like, obviously Simba's not going to die. He's the main character. In this one, it's obvious Simba's not going to die. But the way they set it up, it was more dark than in the old ones. And I get it. It's a cartoon. This one's realistic looking. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't work for me tonally. It didn't work. And then Scar is not nearly as menacing, nor did they have... They had less cinematic shots. All right, John Favreau, apparently, they Disney came up with this new technique of filmmaking for fully CGI movies. They had him in a VR helmet, and he like picked his angles and everything through a VR helmet that they had set up. And I'm like, what wow. the fuck? That's amazing. And this is what he came up with. Cause it's again, it's gorgeous, but the animation's gorgeous. The camera movement and everything like that is not great. It like in the first one, I told you about this, uh, whenever the, uh, wildebeest or whatever are coming down the hill and they're having the stampede, there's this zoom in to Simba that really uh, it like accentuates the background, his ears drop and he has this worried look on his face. None of that's in here. Um, there's also, uh, they caught me off guard at one point he's running down and there's like these little cliffs, like little mini cliffs. And I'm like, if he just gets behind one of those, they're not going to fucking hit him. Like right. they're just going to go over him. But then later he does get behind one. It is smaller, but he gets behind one and like all the dirt starts breaking away in clumps because they're running over it. So he did have to move. And I'm like, okay, you, you called my bluff. I guess John Favre's probably like, couldn't he just get behind one of those? Let's let's make it where he is behind one of those for a second. But overall, I don't know. It just it didn't have that magic that the first Lion King did. And again, could just be me as a kid over remembering that movie because um, I've been talking to some people and apparently there's there's a good group of people that don't give a fuck about the Lion King and that's sad to me. Like this is their their Lion King that they're going to go see and go, oh, yeah, the first one sucks because it's exactly this. No, it's not. The first one has a, a magic touch to it. This one does not. Right. It just feels like nobody cared about the project that was working on it, and that's really sad, especially John Favre. I fucking love John Favre, but he's this is his second strike in my fucking book. Second? Cowboys versus Aliens. Oh. <laughs> or Cowboys and Aliens, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for that movie. I watched... 
probably about 45 minutes of that movie. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I, let, I like the Freddie Wong short that they did. Which one? Freddie Wong and uh, John Favre did a video on YouTube that they pretty much did like, for, he did all the, Freddie Wong did all the CGI. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. For, for, for Cowboys, Cowboys and Aliens. And aliens yes. But it wasn't actually for the movie. They yes. were just trying to. No, I, I, I agree. Yes, I'm so dumb. Yeah, where he had that big wrist thing that yeah. uh, Daniel Craig ends up having. Uh, yes, I did like that. But again, that's a YouTube thing. Right. So it's not a huge, big budget thing that I'm supposed to like. I mean, most people are going to know who Freddie Wong is. So I'm fine with that. You think so? He's a pretty big name. Or I guess he was. I doubt it. I mean, most people... Now that, he just streams games I, I guarantee you the majority of people that are listening to this podcast, if there's anybody, uh, they don't know what Video Game High School is. Yeah, that's fair. If you guys don't know what Video Game High School is, go watch that show. I made a reference to it the other day on accident. Um, Did you go... <laughs> no. Sarah was watching uh, a show. Uh, she was watching Shane Dawson of all fucking people. She really likes Shane Dawson, and I guess he has a new documentary series. And he was doing one where he's talking to this blind chick, and they have these blind goggles, and he wants to do a day in the life of a blind person. And he goes through something, and he does something, and uh, he oh uh, they do the voice dictation on the phone like where it's their screen's black but you can still like touch it and it's like blind person access and i said oh i guess i never thought about it that's really cool and he accidentally tweets and someone the first fucking comment back was did cheeto do this and i go cheeto here get it get it get it and sarah goes what i'm like isn't his cat's name cheeto and she goes what? And I go, oh shit, that's from Video Game High School. I was, I like totally forgot, like that Video Game High School was even a thing, or that Cheeto was his fucking cat. I, I was, I was at work yesterday, or it was was something yesterday. It was sometime in the week, and uh, somebody had dropped something and it hit my hand, and I was just like, I just pulled it back, and I was like, ah, my Wazdies. <laughs> And they looked at me and they were like, you fucking nerd. And I'm like, you have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> oh, my fucking. Not God. even me. I'm not even a computer player, dude. I did it for the fucking <laughs> show for the show. No. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. What? All I can think is like law. Like anything I think about is law. Because I'm, I'm trying to think the about long some. long arm of the law. Yeah. But I feel like there was some jokes from Ted Wong that I thought was pretty funny. And I can't remember any of them right now. Ted was um, really funny in that. You know, everybody was really funny even uh, in the show. There was probably like three people that never really... The guy with the hat, when he throws the hat, and everybody's like, oh, cool hat. I don't give a shit about that guy. I really hope that Brian D. and uh, Jenny Matrix, they're still married in real life. Oh, yeah. You're the one that told me about that. that. Yeah. Dude, how he got her uh, is beyond know. me. Like, good for him. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's what I was going to talk real quick. Back to Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> I was I was going to turn to you whenever it like they were talking about Happy and Aunt May being in a relationship. I'm like, is this a fucking Judd Apatow movie? Because <laughs> it's this ugly Chud going out with like this fucking hot chick. Anyway, but yeah, video game high school. But it's like the similar thing. It's like this guy, and he's not a bad looking guy. Brian no. D's not a bad looking guy, but. You see this normal looking dude, and then this smoking hot chick, and you're like, "How?" <laughs> Explain. Well, it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you follow Jenna Marbles or anything like that, but I find her extremely attractive, and her boyfriend is just a normal looking guy. I haven't watched a video of hers in a long time. Yeah, I mean, she just does like funny makeup shit. She made her head into a disco ball the other day. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> The things we watch on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I get into YouTube holes. Uh, I I watched a whole thing uh, based on 
on uh, that show that I made you watch, and I promise I would never bring its name up again. Um, based on that, uh, they, were, they had a podcast saying that they are not going to be storming Area 51, but they started talking about um, Janet Airlines that launches from Las Vegas. It is a unmarked plane that just has a red stripe going down. There's 14 flights out, 13 flights in from the Las Vegas strip to area 51. Area 51. Yeah, I know. Right. But I got into a fucking four hour area 51 yeah. alien hole on YouTube mm-hmm. and it really opened my mind. And I was like, you know, maybe they are having aliens in there. Maybe I should go. Uh, I'm coming to the area 51 raid. That's yeah. not actually the case, but uh, I just, I, I think it's funny, you know, three o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm like looking up alien videos. I'm like, you know, they, I don't believe aliens are there. Oh no, there's definitely no, it's an alien. I mean, an alien. it's a fucking air force base. You know what I mean? That's where they test, they tested it, stuff. It's a weapon test facility. Right. Well it's, but that's where they tested the, the high altitude, um, the 60,000 altitude airplane during the Eisenhower. Thing. Right. So beef to two bomber came out of there. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot of different things. Yeah. There's no aliens in there. I do believe aliens exist. There's too many fucking planets that are really close to 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 suns, you know, to their stars. That I'm like the likelihood of aliens, probably. Will we ever see them? Fuck no. Probably not. The closest star, I believe. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you, but Andromeda the, is the name of it. Oh, is it? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. They made a show about that shit. <laughs> anyway, um, is like a hundred million light years away. I'm like, we haven't even gotten to light year speed. Okay. And let alone, we still would never see it if we got to that speed, okay? We'd have to get to thousands of that speed, and it would still take 50 to 100 years to fucking get to them. Right. So it's, it's you know, it is what it is. But I just think it's neat going, and it's for anything, you know? I go one night, I'm looking up aliens. The next night, I'm like, maybe I'm gay. <laughs> you know, like, the, the amount of videos that are on YouTube, because it used to be, the stat was, every minute 24 hours of content is uploaded to youtube yep. the new stat is every second 48 hours of content is uploaded to youtube wow. and i'm like holy fuck so you could literally start right now if they cut off youtube uploads you could start right now try to watch every video and you'll never be able to finish it in multiple lifetimes and yeah. that blows my fucking mind and i'm like i want to see what they're fucking server building looks like you know what i mean you know that motherfucker it's is an area 51 huge. <laughs> yeah, that's where it's at they're sitting there laughing watching the youtube videos of area 51 shit like they're never gonna find it dude i can't fucking wait september 20th is gonna be a hell of a day dude i'm, I'm gonna be looking for live streams of area 51 raids it's gonna be a whole bunch of fucking naruto runners there's not gonna be any kyles there okay they're paying their child that, support that was my Alabama. favorite meme i think i saw was somebody who was like you know my favorite thing about this whole uh Air storm in area 51 that's somewhere in the, in the in military Pentagon, yeah in the pentagon somebody had to explain what a naruto run is straight face <laughs> seriously and i was like that is that is true that is true yeah it just i don't know it's i think it's funny but i just hate when something funny comes up and jonathan patience one of our friends loves to always shut down stuff real quick and like What's the government up to this time because of this new meme? I'm like, shut up. It's just something that's funny, man. You know why this happened? Because Joe Rogan had John Lazer or Lazar or whatever on his fucking podcast, and they were talking about Air 51 and how he used to work there, and then the government discredited him, saying that he never went to the colleges he went to because he told him about a fucking thing that he used to work on back in the in 89. And I was like, it's not a big deal. It's literally the internet 
that's that's the internet, man. That's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Something comes out and people have to like jump on it for a little while. It's by September twentieth. That's like eighteen internet years away. <laughs> They're probably not even going to be a fucking group by that time. You know what I mean? It's right. going to die off, but it's whatever. I still want it to happen because I want to see <laughs> how far they get into a military fucking base. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. They were talking about uh. I would want to. I would want to be able to get like somehow that doesn't fucking exist, like a three thousand millimeter lens, mm-hmm. and just sit out there and film <laughs> the fucking idiots running in, because I would make that shit cinematic as fuck with those Naruto runners, like slow it down, <laughs> them like running in. But nah, yeah, that's that's not my that's not my thing, man. Be worth it, bro. I want to be a father. I can't be storming military bases. Okay, that's not how that works. You're a free man. You can do that. I got time. I'll go to New Mexico. Why not? Yeah, New Mexico is a cool place to kick it. All right. You can go to the... It's just a, it's just a comfy 10-hour drive from here. <laughs> I'll fly you out. <laughs> well, uh, they were talking about there's a motel or hotel called the Alien Inn. Or mm. Alien... Whatever. The a- Alien. It's A-L-E-I-N-N. Yeah. So Alien. Alien. Yeah, stupid. Whatever. And they said they had an unusual amount, uh, unusually high amount of people checking in the day before <laughs> the Area 51 raid. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. People are actually doing it. If you, if you have bought your tickets already, then you're probably going. No one's spending a couple hundred bucks. On a whim. On a whim just to block up the hotel so nobody else can go. Unless it's the government, you know, because government just loves to fuck us over every time we have something fun. They go, oh, you, you want to do something fun? No, don't do that. How the fuck did we start talking about this? YouTube? I don't know. We got into a YouTube hole. Well, Not four hours, though. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we've been talking for three and a half hours now. Oh, shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hour and a half's coming up, actually. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we're good. Spider-Man was good to us well, i got one more thing to talk about oh do you yep oh okay. and I, I figured wrap it up and i figured you would like to talk about it as well let's hear it it came right before our san diego comic-con weekend but oh the release God. of oh, the jay, jay and silent bob, bob reboot i am i am excited i'm excited for this we're excited for you have to watch it with them yeah did you not see that Mm-mm. yeah it's not being released in theaters. What? It's, it's, they're going town to town, and you watch it in a theater with them. Oh, I'm down for that. No, I because you have down. to laugh because they're fucking there. No, no, <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm not, dude. I don't. I I want to meet Kevin Smith and Jason. I mean, I already met Jason Mewes, but I want to like meet them, be like snoochie boochies. But right. I don't want to watch their movie in front of them. That is the weirdest fucking thing. Because if it's lo- bad, love to you're just that. sitting there in silence going, fuck, they're back there watching us. Kevin Smith's going. <laughs> and But to be fair, we live in Houston, or the Houston area. Houston's like in the midway point of the thing. I think it's November some point. Yeah. Um, so it's in the midway point of the thing. They might have been disappointed <laughs> by so many shows mm. before us that they don't even give a fuck once they come to Houston. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, they, did, they did the same thing with uh, Jay and Silent Bob's Groovy Adventure or whatever it was. I've not seen that. I've never even heard it's of a, that. It's an animated film that, oh, okay. that he did. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't watch animated shit. But he toured shit. it. I don't watch animated shit of my favorite people. I tried to with Tenacious D, and I, I mean, it was not good. I'm really excited for the film, to be honest with you. I, I really like the trailer. 
Um, I'm not as much of a hater on his daughter as you are. No, um, I don't hate his daughter. I hate, I hate that, that he's, he's forcing he, his daughter and it's, everything. It's almost like a Rob Zombie and his wife situation. You're good. I'm good? Yeah, sorry. I thought <laughs> I closed out of the program. It freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> but I think like with the callbacks they're making, I, I'm really interested to see how Kevin Smith goes about making fun of reboots and how overpopularized they are now and to see what he does with it. I'm I'm worried for two reasons. One, I think it looks very funny. I think <clears throat> I think we've become so cynical as you get older, I think you just become cynical. It's like we're going to be the old people and they'll be like these damn Gen Zers don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're losing our it's just same thing with the millennials doing. best generation ever. You know, and I was talking I was I brought that up at a, a Greatest the, generation. the party yesterday when uh I was like, what do you think about millennials? I was talking to Chrissy's husband, and he was like, oh, yeah, they don't like to do anything. I'm like, I'm a millennial. <laughs> the people below me are not millennials. I'm a fucking millennial. But anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. I think we become so cynical as we get older. The first one is not a good movie, but it's enjoyable. It's a funny movie. I love it. But I also love it. As a movie, it's not a good movie. It's not for your average moviegoer. I disagree. You think it's a good movie? I think it's a fantastic film. I think it's on the same level as Grandma's Boy. Not a good movie. It's an amazing movie. It's it's a good stoner comedy. Same difference. No, it's, it's not. So you're saying Endgame is on the same level as Grandma's Boy and Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. <laughs> Fucking liar. You're right. I am lying. But yes, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not discrediting them. It, because I enjoy them, they are good movies to me. Okay? Right. But it's not Dogma. Dogma is a good Kevin Smith movie. I disagree. I think that's one of his weaker ones, to be I honest. I thought you with. liked it. I do like it. I enjoy the hell out of the okay, movie. Okay, Chasing but Amy. Again, dogged heavily. <laughs> Motherfucker. Okay, Clerks. Okay, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Jersey Girl. No, I was kidding. It's the uh, best movie he ever made. Yeah, absolutely. That and Cop Out. Hands down. And then <laughs> and Ben Affleck went on to make Geely. Again, greatest movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to see Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith have made up. Oh, my God. That's nice to see. Uh, did you get my text by the way? Mm, probably did. Okay. I sent you a picture. I, I took some, some oh, yeah, stills of, of, the of his, yeah. Yeah. And he has a podcast, a, a blunt man and chronic, uh, blunt man return or uh, blunt man beyond mm-hmm. podcast with Holden McNeil. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Um, so I'm no excited to see that. Holden McNeil. Well, apparently people comment on it enough that Kevin Smith addressed it. He goes, yes, I'm so glad to have Ben back as my friend. You know, I haven't really talked to the guy in 10 years. Um, apparently, when he heard about the reboot, he was like, get me on that movie. And we're, 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 we're good to go. Copacetic. Yeah, we're copacetic. <laughs> but um, so I'm glad they're, they're back together. But he said that Ben's role in the movie is a pivotal scene. And I'm so this fucking excited for that. When he said that, I was like, yo, Holden McNeil, holding it down. It could not be Holden McNeil. It could be Ben Affleck. Oh, it's, so it's it, going to be Holden it, McNeil and Ben Affleck. Like they did in the first one. Yeah, Ben Affleck was the bombs and Phantoms. Phantoms like a motherfucker. I'm telling you. It's gonna be. But a good they movie. mention him. That I'm saying, like, uh, actually have Ben, at, like Ben Affleck and Holden McNeil, like, get into a fist fight. That would be amazing. <laughs> I would pay. I'd pay more than we're gonna pay money. Than, to go see yeah, it. I know. I, I was thinking that, but I'm like, I'd pay extra for that. Well, so that's the thing. Are we gonna go see it in front of them, or we're we gonna have to wait for the video release? I would go and see it in front of them. I want to. If I have to go and see it in front of them, 
I better get a fucking picture with both of them. Yeah. Like period the end, they have to sit because it uh, it's at I think it's a smaller theater for Houston. Um, so I'm hoping that that uh, each person. I mean, was there going to be 300 people there? I hope that each person gets a fucking picture with Jay and Silent Bob. That's yeah. all we ask for, man. You don't even have to fucking dress up as them. Just be Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, and you're good to go. I still, I'm still upset that we missed out on the opportunity to go be extras in that movie. What? Remember, because they were filming in New Orleans, and they were oh, having a yeah, casting yeah. call for. I was like, they didn't extras. film in Houston. They did it in New Orleans. Yeah, I think I mean, they did most of the movie in New Orleans. But I mean, you and me make a pretty decent Jay and Silent Bob. I think. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> you could be like yeah, extras for Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, that would well, be the, funny. The, that's what the casting yeah, the call Comic-Con, was. Yeah, the Comic Con shit because yeah. it, it's a whole bunch of blunt man and chronic fans. Right. I mean, I'm I'm excited that uh, Q from from. Uh, uh, practical jokers, jokers yeah, yeah is going to be in there and well, i'm sure he's just going to be a little well you know cameo. he used to be kevin smith's assistant right well for like a long time well they're they're apparently good friends yeah and i didn't know that so i was like what and i like looked up their history and i was like get the fuck out of here yeah. that's fucking cool man yeah he, he was on comic book men for a little while too q Let's, was what was i looking up I'm trying to look up uh so if any anybody's still listening and they want to go to this movie, they know when it's at in Houston. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot uh, tour. That's that's what I was looking for. I was like, what the fuck is it called? You gotta look for that tour, yo. Well, there's a. Um, uh, it's at the Road Show in Houston, Landmark River Oaks Theater. Okay. Do you know where that's at? I do. Okay. Yeah. So. That is Wednesday, October 30th from 6.30 to 9.30. It is not a three-hour-long movie, so I'm assuming that they're giving us time to be able to meet the... They're probably doing a Q&A afterwards as well. Oh, dude, that'd be fucking awesome. Have, like, a panel? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm... Well, I mean, I'm, that's that's actually something that Kevin Smith is known for doing. Like, he will watch his movies, and then after the movie is over, come out and do a Q&A with the audience that watched the movie. Well, I did... Uh, I watched... Again, YouTube hole. I watched a whole bunch of Kevin Smith things, and TMZ approached him on the street, and he's like, "I'm not gonna fucking answer any of your questions." I was like, "Oh shit!" He goes, "You wanna you wanna ask me questions? You come in the show and you ask me when I'm on stage." He goes, "That's what I'm getting fucking paid to do." So you wanna come up there and ask me questions? And he was doing a podcast or something like a live podcast or whatever, and uh, he was like, "I'm not allowed in the building." He's like, "He's not allowed in the building." He's like, "Yeah, he's with me. He's gonna come in the building." And then it like immediately cuts to him like on stage like filming Kevin Smith. He's like. Hey, Kevin Smith here. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And it was it was just really, really cool. And I was like, ah, oh, Kevin Smith, I, I'd love to fucking meet him. Oh, yeah. I, I've never met him. Jason Mewes is cool, but Kevin Smith's way cooler. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he, he's the one who created Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, well, it, but if you look at, uh, so I've watched the trailer a couple times now. It's the fucking subtle movements that make him so funny in the character of Silent Bob. Because, like, whenever, uh, I forget if it's Red Man or Method Man fucking does the jizz mm-hmm. movement. Yeah. Like, you see him, he's sitting there smoking a cigarette, and he goes, and like throw like fling some cum off of his eyebrows like that's funny like it's just the little subtle things that I'm like okay um well he's works. he's a great physical comedian I think oh yeah no he's he's fucking awesome and very and, similar to like how Dan Fogler or Chris Farley was like yeah by the way I, I tell you it was not Dan Fogler that got his head slammed yeah I told you that when I saw it I freeze frame it and I'm trying to figure out who it is because I I have another idea because of how small he is I think it might be um uh jam from parks and rec but i can't tell jam <laughs> yeah so i can't i cannot tell uh based on the trailer and i've looked at the cast and I, I just can't figure out who the fuck it is but i guess once the movie comes out which is not that far away right. a couple months away um 
I just, I, I can't wait to see it. I just hope that I'm not working that day because that's the only day they're going to be in Houston. So I have a couple chances. I might try to go see it up, up in Dallas because that show comes up first. I might go see it up in Dallas if that day lines up better. You know what I mean? Right. Either way, I want to fucking meet them, take a picture with them. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Let them hold my baby that's not born yet. <laughs> hey, can you hold my girlfriend? <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. I think it's going to be a great movie. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. I got high hopes for it. But also, if it's bad, it's the end of me and Kevin Smith. <laughs> that's it. How huh? you cutting them off? After after Tusk and Yoga Hosers, they're not the same. I I get that, but those are the latest movies he's come out with. Yeah, it's like he and, doesn't and care it, anymore. Right, and if this one's going to be like the same kind of shit show, I don't want to. I don't want to watch any more of them. Well, see, and that's that's what I'm worried about. How much money is this movie really going to make? Yeah, you know what I mean. And they they did fucking they shot it in just a couple of months, like quick style, like really quick, and it was yeah. a quick turnaround. I was like, fuck, dude, you, you hurting for money? Or and if if, the, if it does well. I think if it does well, they're going to th- bring out clerks three. Right. So I'm hoping it does well because it's a good movie, not because it's another Jay and silent Bob. Right. Cause the first one didn't do well, but it was also had a theatrical release. So maybe the company was like, Hey, we'll do this for you. You're down for that. And he goes, yeah, man, let's do it. Yeah. Cause Kevin Smith has come out and said that he does not make movies for his fans anymore. He makes movies that he likes and I'm like, that's cool, but also make movies that we like if you're going to fucking release them to the public. You know what I mean? If you want to make movies that you like, go make a fucking porn with your wife and keep it to yourself. You know what I mean? I don't need to to see... And that, again, I don't hate his daughter. I actually kind of find her attractive. But I, I think she's going to be playing a better character in this movie than she did in Yoga Hosers. Because Yoga Hosers was just like, oh, sorry, we're from Canada, eh? You know, and I'm like, okay. You're not from Canada. Yeah. You're from LA. We you're, know. You're not from Canada. Neither is Johnny Depp's daughter. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're good with the podcast today. We're, we're verging on two hours here. So, uh, any, nope, nope, no last words. You're good. Um, but yeah, we will see you guys on the next podcast. Bye everybody. Don't die.